Hi, this is Netta. Have you ever heard of the Hostess snack cakes called Zingers? Z-I-N-G-E-R. Oh my goodness. Those have a huge place in my heart from my childhood. Here's why. Growing up, my brother and I went to a Christian school. And that school did not offer hot lunches. So every single morning, my mom packed our lunches. And when I look back now, I'm like, man, you know, she could have made us pack our own lunches when we got old enough. But she never did. She always did it for us, which was very sweet. And maybe she was just afraid that we would only pack junk. But ironically, okay, my mom didn't really buy junk. Like, we didn't have candy and cookies around our house. We didn't even get, quote unquote, sugar cereal except in tiny boxes in our stockings at Christmas, (laughs) which is a whole different story. But she didn't buy that stuff, except she would buy zingers for our lunches. And it... Maybe it's just to reward us because, you know, when you're in school, you just you just live for lunch. And so to have that little treat to look forward to was really amazing. My very favorite flavor was the raspberry cakes that had like coconut sprinkly things on the outside. So good. But why am I talking about snack cakes? Well, because zinger actually means an outstanding thing or person, or sometimes we even use it as a thought like, ooh, that was a zinger. Like kind of meaning like it just really hit home it really zapped us I think (laughs) this is a silly analogy I often think of that word when I'm reading God's word because I'm like oh that was such a zinger God it just really smacked me where I needed it and um, I want to talk just for a moment about that you see many of us many Christians we look at God's word as just sort of a manual, a troubleshooting manual. And so something hits us, we're going through something. And so we might go to the concordance, or of course we can do it online now. And we look up a topic and then we find a couple of scriptures that fit that topic or so we think. And then we get kind of frustrated when it doesn't seem to solve the problem. Now, the Bible is our handbook and our manual and our instruction manual and our and our guide for life, but that's not really the way we should treat it. It's not just a troubleshooting look up a category situation. God's word is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. In other words, it's a zinger. It goes exactly where we need it to, but we have to use it properly. If we're only using it to hit the topics that we think we need, we'll be disappointed because did you notice how many pronouns were in that sentence that we think we need or I think I need? What do we know about ourselves? Lots of times that's why we're in a difficult situation to begin with is because we're not very good at knowing ourselves and what to do with ourselves. That's the beauty of being in God's word, reading it, thinking about it and studying it every single day. Because God knows what we need every single day, far more than we do. As I mentioned in a previous podcast, you know what God says of himself, my ways are higher than your ways. It's from the book of Isaiah. My thoughts are bigger and better and higher than your thoughts. So of course he's going to look at us and go, 
I know exactly what you need today. And you don't have to look it up by topic because I'm going to get to the heart of things that you might not even realize. Here's an example. A few days ago, well, several, well, a couple weeks ago, actually, not that that matters. Thank you, Netta. <laughs> I was reading in Mark, just my regular, like our, our family is doing a reading plan together on version. And so I have my Bible open to Mark, and I'm reading this story from chapter 7 about a Greek woman who goes to Jesus and begs for him to come and heal her daughter who is demon-possessed. And Jesus has a conversation, and they're going back and forth about it. And really, Jesus was, was exposing her faith which was great. And she was this beautiful example to everyone else around her. But it almost seems like he's kind of heckling her. He's really, it's really not what was happening there. But as I was reading this, God pointed out to me my own selfish thoughts in a particular situation. Now, obviously, I'm not Greek. I am, I don't have a demon-possessed daughter. I mean, like, so it's not like I would have looked up this scripture. And I didn't even realize at that moment, until that moment, that I really had some selfish thoughts and attitudes in this in a particular area that he just suddenly popped it in my head. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then I kind of had to laugh because I'm going, I'm reading this scripture. It says nothing about attitude or selfishness. And yet that is what God spoke to me because he, he pointed out like, oh, you know, if I were to go back and forth with you about an issue right now, you'd get kind of ticked at me because there's some selfishness there. And I was like, oh, want, want. He's right. Of course. <laughs> I always laugh because I say that to God a lot. Oh my goodness, you're right. And then I'm like, oh, well, duh. But you see what I'm saying is that God's word is so alive. I could have read probably any scripture in the whole word of God that day. But because my heart wanted to hear from him, I would have heard what I needed to hear that day. Whether it said selfish thoughts or not. Because God's word is alive. And I didn't sit down that morning knowing that I had selfish thoughts in an area. He pointed it out to me. And then I had an opportunity to think about it, to realize how it was wound up in my thoughts and actions, and to ask him to forgive me of it and to change. The same thing kind of hits me almost every day because I read a proverb a day in addition to whatever else I'm reading. So today was, you know, the 30th, let's say. So I would read Proverbs 30 and and so on. (laughs) Every time I read a proverb, it's funny. If you look at my Bible that I've had for the last, I don't know, like 15 years or something or 10 years, it's all marked up like Proverbs, just crazy marked up because I read it through pretty much every month. But I'm always laughing like, oh my goodness, God. I'm reading this today on like the 30th or the 31st, and this is hitting me between the eyes. It is such a zinger right now. And I, and like sometimes I'm like, oh, how did you know I'd be reading this today when this was written ancient years ago? But it's written by his spirit. It says the spirit told the holy men of God years ago what to write down. It's alive. 
my little human pea brain cannot wrap itself around the fact that God's word will speak to what I need every time I open it, if my heart is open and I really want to hear it and I'm willing to respond. It's a zinger. His word is alive. I remember, I mean, years ago, this was in the 90s, and I was teaching a middle school class at our church, and I was telling them how I read a proverb every day, and that how I could read a proverb, you know, like, let's say Proverbs 5, and I read it on the 5th of this particular month, and that proverb tells me this, but then I read it again a month later, and it tells me something completely different, because that's what I needed to hear, and I remember some of them, their their mouths dropping open and looking at me like, oh. That's what alive means. God's word is alive. It's alive. If you haven't read it consistently, you don't get that. Read it every single day. Read it. And it's not to say that there aren't days that I read and I think, okay, Lord, what are you saying to me? And I struggle and I find something that I think he might be saying. I don't always get this warm, fuzzy revelation, whoa, kind of moment, you know, where a light comes from heaven and the angels sing. But it's still what I need. And maybe later on in the day, something happens and I'm reminded of what I read that morning. I'm like, oh, right. Thank you, God. God's word is a zinger and it's even better than the raspberry coconut or the chocolate with chocolate frosting. God's word is alive. He, it's him. He is the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word is God. That's from the first chapter of John. He is the word. He is speaking to us. So, if you haven't been reading the Word of God every day, oh my goodness, today, start today. It's the first day of the rest of your life. (laughs) Start reading it every day. And that is just a little piece of my heart.